Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. Today's a special edition. And a special edition is it's pretty much like my uh my insights and my learnings and the wisdom that I received from being on the road um, at some seminars uh, and events that were really powerful. Uh, one was the Perform Better uh, Summit in Long Beach, which I've, I've been going, I think this was year number 10 in a row. So the 10th year in a row that I've been in Long Beach for the Perform Better Summit. Um, uh, a lot of it was obviously to, to, to learn, but also to help out uh, my good friend Martin Rooney with the Training for Warriors. Uh, hands-on and well I didn't have to help him with the with the presentation but with the hands-on uh, and the second thing was the 212 event in Denver which is uh, an event that Adam Bornstein puts on and I'm gonna dig a little bit deeper into this um, in a little bit but uh, because that like that's a high, high level entrepreneur event uh, absolutely love it it's got a small group format and and I'll dig a little bit deeper into that but my, my first point that I wanted to make um, was because I keep, you know, I get I get a lot of messages and a lot of contacts and just, you know, people are like, hey, man, like it's it's crazy. Like you travel insanely and uh, you're always somewhere, you're always around. And uh, it's it's true, um, obviously, but one like there's two reasons why I do it. OK, um, actually, I'd, I'd say probably three, but but these are the main reasons. You know, number one, uh, when I go to events, obviously, I go to educate myself Um you know, it's like get, gain the extra edge. If there, you know, I might be at an event for two or three days, uh, but there, you know, there's one presentation that might spark something, right? Like just like an aha moment for me, uh, whatever that may be. You know, something how to improve service in the gym, something for me personally. Uh, you know, a marketing campaign, a structure, a, you know, a future vision of how I want to run the business. Maybe it's it's something that I could do better with leading my team. Um, and so, like one thing could be worth. I don't know. I don't even want to put a monetary price on it, but it could be worth a ton, right? Uh, because if you extract, if you get that aha moment and you work on implementing it and you implement it in the next three, six, whatever, 12 months, I mean, that could be a game changer, you know? So I, I always um, get really baffled in, in, in why people don't attend uh, events or, or, for instance, judge the event by like, did I get 47 things out of it? And it's like, man, you're not going to implement those 47 things. You know, really all you need to do is come back with maybe one, two or max three, but then, but, but then be really good at like actually taking action on it consistently and making it part of, you know, whether it's your own life or your business or your, your culture. Um, and, and that in itself could like make, I mean, that could be the game changer. You, and there's, there's, there's people that, you know, I, I talk to so many entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs um, on a weekly, monthly and, and yearly basis. And it will always be like this, you know, the one thing that like they know that there was a catalyst when they started doing one thing, but they started doing it exceptionally well. Uh, and in the last episode of the Vigor Life podcast, we, you know, with Cody, I talked about the people that are very successful in their health and fitness, right? How like they don't do anything crazy. They, they do these foundational things exceptionally well. And so I'd have you consider that it's the same thing like with business where, you know, you might you might be like, man, like that really sticks out at me. I'm not doing that. I need to get better at it. And then you spend the next six months like diving in and really improving that. And it changes the traje trajectory of your fitness. Oh, sorry, your, your business <laughs> and or fitness, right? Um, so like, I, I'd really have you consider that. Like, I don't go to seminars anymore to, you know, uh, try to extract a million things. It's just to extract one or two that really speak to me. And then I, I work hard and I write everything around it, like what that means to me, what I'm what are the action steps that I'm going to do, you know, and then come back and actually do it. Um, so so that's one of the reasons that that I travel. Uh, so education. Uh, number two is building relationships. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've gone to perform better for 10 years in a row because many of the people that I see there are friends, colleagues, peers uh, that I may not see, you know, the rest of the year. Some people I see more often, some less. But then I get to connect. I get to meet new people that are speaking or on a tour and other friends will introduce me to. So like that in itself, if I didn't even go to one presentation, that would be valuable enough for me to go. Right. It's because to either continue building the relationships that I already have and to build new ones that are positive and, and inspire me, challenge me uh, and, and are just quality relationships. Right. We talk about environments and um the people that we're around and, and, and the places that we're around and what we hear, see, feel, uh, touch, you know, that influences our, our, 
our environment and triggers behaviors in one way or another, right? So I want to be around more people that are doing great things and that are inspiring me in, in the fields of, you know, personal development, fitness, health, business, marketing, uh, relationships, uh, communication, philanthropy, right? Like I want to be around those people. So I travel to those places uh, knowing that I can c- continue to build uh, relationships that I already have or new ones. And then number three is just experiences. And, and usually those mold together, right? I mean, you don't have to be around people to have experiences. Uh, you can have them yourselves. I encourage that too strongly. But personally for me, like what I enjoy most is the combination of, you know, building relationships and having experiences together. And and so, you know, one of the things when I was out at the uh, Perform Better Summit was on a set on Saturday, I ended up taking an Uber from Long Beach to L.A. Uh, to watch the fights. And I'm sure a lot of the world watched the fights, the McGregor uh, and and um, and Mayweather fight, which I won't, I'm not, I'm not going to do a synopsis. A lot of people doing synopsis on the podcast. I'm not a, you know, I'm not an expert. I enjoyed the fight it was fun. Um, but I went down to Jay's uh, place. He was like, man, come down. You know, I got a bunch of people over. Uh, and it, it wasn't necessarily the uh, I would say the easiest thing to do because, you know, I had to Uber down, Uber back uh, an hour each way. Uh, and I had to fly out the next morning uh, and I knew I was going to be out late. But once again, like, you know, you you value that relationship and and you show with an action that that relationship matters. So, you know, went there. Uh, a lot of awesome people were there. Obviously, Jen, Jay, uh, Bader's Koolian, Jay Jablonski, uh, uh, KJ. I mean, so it was it was and a lot of new people that that uh, married a paleo chef that like that I never met before. And built relationships with, and, and and just got to know them, which was fantastic, right? So it, it's it's the the point that I'm trying to make here is that you know what do your actions show? Because I hear a lot of people like, man, I want to connect, you know, Luca, I want to I want to do a lot more of what you're doing and build relationships. And then I say, okay, cool, man, like come out to this event, I'll introduce you to X Y Z, or you come out to this event, it's gonna be awesome. Oh man, you know, I can't do it. Uh, you know, I I promise you, this is a real thing, okay. It's, uh, you know, I got a, I got a golf match, you know, and look, cool. Like you, maybe you love golf and you got a people that you committed to. I'm just saying that like, there's a lot of people that, that say things that they want to do. And then they're like, oh, but I can't do that because I have X, Y, Z. And, you know, but they just told me that they want to achieve either building more connections with people in the industry, you know, learning more, being inspired, uh, getting more mentorship and direction. And then their action goes a different direction. Right. So I'd, I'd have you strongly like just kind of, you know, check yourself, like check yourself. If you're telling me one thing uh, and, and saying the other, you know, you, you got to come. You got to first of all, you got to come clean with yourself because I've had like I think like 20 to 30 messages this week of man, the Vigor Ground Summit looks unbelievable. I just saw, you know, the schedule on your IG story. Uh, it's insane. Uh, I'm like, great, man. I'll see you there. Oh, I don't know if I can make it this year. Right. Um, and, and look, you know, no judgment on, on the side of things. Sometimes things do come up or whatnot, you know, but 10 years ago, uh, you know, I was taking out loans to, to fly to seminars so that I could educate myself and, and, uh, and start building this relationship. Right. So, so always, always think about that. Cause I think some of the most valuable stuff in life is definitely those three, like build relationships, uh, you know, master your craft, which is where the learning comes in and have experiences. You know what I mean? Um, and I think I, I, I talked about this before. I love this analogy of what, you know, happiness, right? There's imagine that happiness is, uh, is, is <laughs> any color that you can think of. But there, there's three like there's three forms of happiness. One is experience, experiential happiness, right? Experiential happiness could be, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm engaged. I'm happy right now shooting this podcast with Gene, right? Or, or, or later on, I'm going to be on a, on a dock with my friends. It's Labor Day. You know, I'm, I'm going uh, to be, be hanging out, maybe having a Moscow mule or something jumping in Lake Washington. That's going to be experiential. I'm going to be having fun. Like it's moment to moment, right? Like you can have uh, happiness in the moment, right? You could have a shitty day and then you meet a friend and you go and play basketball and you're happy, right? Experiential happiness. The second one is the happiness of grace. Um, you know, and, and the thing is experiential happiness obviously could be stuff you love doing. Like, I don't know, I'm drawing, right? Or spending time with your friends, which is usually like quality people make you happy, you know, uh, doing engaging activities that push you experiential. That's going to, that's going to be good for you, right? It's going to be, you're going to make you happy. Uh, then you have the happiness of grace the, and, and your know, happiness of grace is just being grateful, um, for the things that you have. Right. Uh, and I would, I would strongly encourage you to, uh, to not, you know, it, it's, it's like being grateful for things that you have. 
I would even say be grateful for the things that you've done. Um, that's why I love the three wins at the end of the day or the five wins, you know, where you write down the things that you've done that moved you forward in life, right? You're, uh, and, and that, like, like I said, that thought is, or like, you know, you're happy, you're, you're grateful for the people that are in your life, your relationships, things like that. That creates happiness. And imagine if, if each one of these is a color. So, you know, the uh, experiential happiness is a color. Let's say that's, you know, uh, green, I'm sorry, uh, red, right? Then, then uh, the happiness of grace is yellow. And then the last one is the happiness of mastery. So like we, do, we we're just not, if we don't improve and grow in our lives, like you're not going to be happy, like straight up. Like you could, you could have a lot of stuff, but if you don't expand, like if you don't expand and grow, that's going to shut your happiness down. So let's say that that's a blue um, or a green, but I don't know which three colors are. Remember that you can make any color in the world that exists and doesn't exist out of, I think, three colors. Is it, is it, Gene, you remember if it's a green? I know it's like a red, yellow, and blue, I think, or red, red green. yeah, red, green, blue, right? So let's just call those three. But, but out of those, so when you can start mixing those three up, you can have any experience, like any imaginable, like it's unlimited amounts of experiences, right? So I notice how like the three things that I said that I went to uh, these two events for are, or two out of the three are experiential and, 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 and mastery, right? Being around people, having experiences, um, and growing and learning. So strongly encourage you to do that. And I, I know I've talked about it before, but I, I'll never stop talking about it because just like I'll never stop talking about reading books, right? Why you should read books because you have insights in other people's brains and, and how they solve problems. Because look, like we were, we're always solving problems. Like think about this, like you're always looking at solutions, how, whether it's to make more money, to get healthier, to build a better relationship, to, you know, make a better life for your kids, to teach your kids this, that, right? It's anything that I say is going to be problem solving thing. Okay. And with that said, when you read other people's books, like you are finding out how they solve problems. So, you know, why wouldn't you find, find out from the best people how they solve problems or, you know, how they were in the dirt and came out of it because they figured out a way, uh, than trying to do it all yourself. Right. Because you don't have enough of a life to try to, to make all the mistakes in the world and learn from them. Right. So, um, you know, I'm going to keep coming back to that uh, because I'm, I'm that, that's the other cool thing. And I'm, I'm really grateful for this is like that I get messages, you know, on a weekly basis saying, hey, thanks so much for the recommendation of X, Y, Z book or this course or this person or whatever. You know, I got it. I read it. It's amazing. It really helped me out. Right. So I'm going to keep ramping on this because I do think those are such important things. And once again, you know, at the beginning, I said, foundational things, okay, foundational things as far as um, building skill sets, you know, building a skill set in nutrition. We talked about that last time in the last podcast. Now we're talking about building skill sets as far as uh, business and building relationships, right? And and uh, you definitely want to be at the at the Big Round Summit because, you know, uh, Jay Ferruja, one of my best friends in the world, man, I love him to death. You know, he's going to be speaking on that. And that's his favorite subject uh, because, you know, he was someone that was really uh, you, you know, call himself a Momo, but it's like, you know, uh, someone that didn't connect and was really shy and not like, or should I say, you know, uh, a more, uh, more of a, people probably say introvert, but somebody with a wall up. And now when you meet and you'd say, Hey man, he, that, that guy is like, uh, one of the most, uh, outgoing people, you know, but that was a skill set that he built. Um, I mean, I personally think like literally the, you know, each one of the presentations will be worth its value in, uh, for, for money. But I think that's such a critical one. Um, because both of us always talk about on the podcast about how building these relationships has influenced our life in so many positive ways, um, on a personal level, on a, on a health level, on a mindset level, on a giving level and, uh, just on a life level. Right. So I, I'd strongly encourage you to be there for that. Um, so those were the, my main kind of like, this is why uh, I went to these events. Um, because the second event that I went to was 212, which is, which is uh, put on by Adam. What's great about it is that uh, there's few presentations and keynotes, but there's lots of small group mentoring. So you pick mentors um, that you get to sit down with for an hour, hour and a half, uh, and small groups of like five people, four people, six people, they get to communicate with those mentors about your own business, life, you know, management, leadership, things like that. Um, and I had a group of a lot of awesome people, um, CEO of, uh, CEO of Evernote, Chris O'Neill, um, Jason Harris from uh, Mechanism, the ad, a creative ad agency, which has been my favorite mentor two years in a row. Uh, Josh Payne from The Hustle, 
uh, we we had a, a why am I I think it's a, I'm gonna mess up some names here, but Brian from Copy Blogger. Uh, I mean, just great, great, great stuff. And and I basically put down some notes from both events that I wanted to share with you that I think are uh, were massive kind of. Uh, some of it was just reiterated things that I and I knew, but it's like it was it was uh, once again that kind of punch in the face. You're not doing this, or maybe you need to be doing more of this. Uh, and some some insights were definitely new. So uh, one of the first things I want to start from was my was my notes from Perform Better, and and you know the, I would say Thomas Plummer had a great presentation, but not not so. Uh, I, I would say you know because I didn't take as many notes. You know I'm I'm big on uh, ordering courses, DVDs, things like that that I go through. Uh, when it comes to training and I love hands-on stuff. So I do a lot of hands-on stuff. Obviously we do a ton of in-staffs and seminars inside of Vigor. Um, but you know, certain things I've, I've gone through. So I go to, I, I go to places where I feel like I, I can extract the thing that I've, that I came for. Uh, and, and usually every year I go and t- listen to Thomas Plummer. If you know Thomas, Thomas Plummer, he's kind of like a, uh, fitness business industry legend. Um, and I always enjoy his presentations cause he, he's a really good speaker. Uh, and I would say like, you know, you can have great content, um, but if you don't present it in a, I would say in a, uh, infotaining way, uh, or in a persuasive influential way, then it's going to go by the wayside. And there's a lot of people that have great, uh, knowledge, but they don't have great communication. So it gets lost. Um, so there's quite a bit of, uh, actually got quite a bit of aha moments here, but, uh, if you see me looking down, it's cause I got notes cause man, there's, there's a lot of pages of notes. So. That's not all going to be remembered in my brain. Uh, but, you know, at, right at the top of the paper, I have something that, man, like I, I, I got to keep reiterating this because we live in a society that I still get a lot of people that want to intern here or that want to succeed in the industry that are like, man, I really want to like succeed in this industry. But, you know, I like I, I don't know about like working 12 hour days and I don't know about this and I don't know about that. And like and it's just like the mindset right off the bat is broken. And here's why, because I believe that there is no art, there's no beauty without obsession. Um, I, I just, I just can't see, uh, somebody succeeding at the highest level of mastery without being obsessed about their craft. Um, I really can't now, you know, at this point in time, if I don't know, started another company, I, I you know, I, you can do it without working the crazy long hours. Um, but even so, like if you really wanted to push it to a certain level and for it to be ahead of the game and to be at the top of the industry, like how do you do that without obsession? I have, I've yet to be able to answer the question, but the truth is, is like if you love what you do and you're obsessed with delivering the greatest service, I mean, my obsession is, you know, how do I create the best gym in the world? But so that, you know, so that we can help our clients transform, you know, better, faster, more sustainably and create an experience and culture that's unmatched so that we can create a ripple, right? A ripple in a community so that each person becomes a lighthouse for the, for their family and then for their community and then for their jobs and where they work and for their family and the people that they know. Right. And that's how you create a change. And I, I, I legitimately, you know, um, don't know how you can kind of do that without obsession. And, you know, there's a big question that I, that, that I have to ask you, and that question is like, what the hell are you doing here? Right. What the hell are you doing here? Um, and I mean, really, like the at the end of the day, that question is going to be fueled by purpose. Right. Like, what are you doing here? Um, I, I really, truly do believe anything is possible and that you can create a creator you want to live. But there has to be that spark. Like you have to be able to answer that question. What the hell are you doing here? And have some obsession behind it, because guess what? Like you got to be able to stand out. Right. And the only way that you stand out is with excellence and in some form or, you know, the, the great thing about it, that there's many ways to be excellent. But, you know, the, let's look at the personal training industry. Right. The average personal trainer makes thirty one thousand dollars a year working a lot, like a lot of hours, like it's not a, a great schedule. You know, so and that was one of the things that we wanted to change at Vigor is how can our average coach make quite a bit more than that and work less. Uh, and we've been able to achieve that with, with, uh, like I said, with a full-time coach. Um, but it's also because guess what? Like the goal is to stand out. Now, how are you going to stand out? There's, there's a, there's a lot of different ways. Um, but look, I'm going to, I'm going to break it down. Like, you know, how do the top 20% get it done? So the top 20% do a lot better than that 31,000, right? 
And so what are some, what are some, you know, the theory of outliers, you guys have heard the theory of outliers. Um, but what define what defines a master coach? And I would, uh, I would agree with a lot of these and add some of my own. Um, and I don't care what industry you're in, you know, I'm talking about coaching right now, but Hey, listen, if you're in real estate, I don't know if you're, uh, if you're in banking, if you're in, uh, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, like this would go for the same thing for your craft, for your skill, for your industry. But it's, you know, the, uh, the thousand hours for 10 years, you know, it's hard to argue. And I think certain people can achieve it faster. And, uh, here's, you know, here's how, you know, here's how I, I, I think that me personally, like, you know, I, I went at a faster pace cause I was just putting so much time, uh, into like, uh, into not only coaching, but learning, coaching, interning, shadowing, things like that, uh, that I was getting a lot more than a thousand hours a year. And it was more like five, 6,000 hours a year. And I think at this point in time, I'm in like 55,000 hours. And, and so, it, and, and that's just be, being coach, coaching myself uh, and being in a coaching environment. But I, I, I still do think that's the rule. Like, you know, people will argue that there, there are ways to learn faster, but I still like to believe that, you know, kind of that's a standard, you know, uh, the 10,000 hours. Uh, like it or not, like I said, look, I, I'm constantly studying things that I say you can learn faster, which I completely agree with. But I think the problem ends up being that if if you if you're chasing this like, well, in two, three years, I'm going to be a master. OK, and then what? And then what? Like, because after 10 years, it's like the people that truly are obsessed with this are always curious enough to keep learning. Right. So that's one of the standards. Like, so how do the top 20 percent get it done? One of them is one thousand hours for 10 years. Right. Or you could break that down and go like, hey, two thousand hours for, you know, five, six years or whatever. Right. Um, have have a, I would be good at a variety of skill sets. And like, look, like for instance, right now, if, if I were to say, hey, what are some top certifications, right, that, that develop these great skill sets, um, you know, functional movement screen, um, uh, anything from Cressy and my, uh, Eric Cressy and Mike Robertson, but then precision nutrition, I mean, obviously top-notch nutritional cert level, I would recommend level one and two, they're phenomenal, both of them. Um, functional strength coach from Mike Boyle, uh, you know, the strong first kettlebell certification, but like I said, like there's, there's a certain amount and level of certifications that you should have this baseline on. Like, and you know, I, I FRC functional uh, range conditioning, fantastic. And, and I could keep going cause there's, there's definitely a, a number of them that, that you need to be proficient in, but that's not only like, don't get good at it, like become great at it and then keep studying down that route when you have that, but you can't just be a one, one trick pony, right? Okay. So if you're great at kettlebell training, but you have no, but you have no background in chain psychology and, uh, and like I said, coaching nutrition and understanding movement, uh, and being able to assess really well, like, guess what? Like you're going to have trouble. Like you're going to have a lot of problems because transformation is a series of puzzle pieces put together. It's not just one thing. Um, so that's number two is collect and master a variety of certifications, ones that are applicable to your coaching craft. Uh, I love, you know, mind map level one, level two. I don't know if Dax Moy still does it. Like that was fantastic. All things that help coaching clients change. Right. Um, and, and, you know, another one is like, what, what do the 20% have in common paying other professionals for a day, volunteering for a week or longer. So different internships, uh, you know, uh, volunteering at schools or programs for experience, uh, you know, hiring a coach to train you. And I, I'm still doing that in many areas of my life, whether it's mentoring, coaching, uh, checking places out. At the end of October, I'll be flying out with one of my coaches to uh, to Eric's gym in uh, Cressy Performance, uh, not only to to have my coach learn, but so I'm I'm so I'm back in the saddle and, and just with a you know kind of like a curiosity beginner's mind going in trying to extract as much as I possibly can. Right. You have to be able to consistently do that. The problem is that you go like, well, yeah, six years ago, I did that. Eight years ago, I did that. You know, OK, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? That has to be a, a, a staple where, you know, you got to humble yourself to, to continue to learn um, that. Like, think about the things that you need to be uh, successful and take it to the next level coach. Some of the things that are not mentioned here, but that I wanted to add are this high level communication skills right? Really high level communication skills. And one, you know, being a speaker presenter, uh, uh, also good writer, right? Uh, these are transferable skills that will last you forever and ever and ever period. And, you know, 
and this next point, and I, I kind of outlined this, like fits very well into uh, what I'm going to say. It's, it's, it's not the product or service. It's how you deliver that product or service that will make you successful. And that is experience. And so you see if like storytelling, communication, you know, writing, being good in front of audience because you're taking them on a, uh, I would say on a, on a roller coaster, on a journey of transformation, right? Like if you don't have those skill sets, then the product service never comes to fruition. Okay, so you got to put on a show, as Martin Rooney would say, like you got to put on a show, greatest show on earth. And, and so with that said, you know, th think about like, uh, I don't know, think about Tony Robbins, right? If you went to Tony Robbins event and he didn't make it and he, you know, he obviously knows how to emotionally ingrain knowledge because he's making people go high and low and telling stories and like taking you through like literally this journey, right? Uh, where you're interacting with other people a lot, where you're thinking about your own life and, and, and playing stories in your head. And then he's ingraining these lessons. Now, imagine if it was just him sitting on a chair with a really flat, right? Kind of like reading out of a book and just tonality was like, blah, 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 right? Motion creates emotion. Motion creates emotion. So like you got to be able to like, you know, like teach people in different ways, visual like like from hearing it to seeing it to feeling it to touching it. Right. Like, so those are the different and that all kind of uh, flows back into presenting. Rose, I, I think that as a coach, you can't be a master and great if you don't know how to communicate, if you don't know how to present, if you don't know how to speak and write well. Um, and, and here's the thing. Right. Some people say focus on one. I think you become, you know, you become a better speaker when you become a better writer. I think you become a better writer when you become a better speaker. Those play hand in hand. You can't, obviously, you have to learn both, but nonetheless, uh, they still go hand in hand. So on the list of those things that I mentioned, um, it's those are critical, right? Because it's, it's not just the workout. It's how the workout is delivered that will, that will set you on fire. You know, once again, go to two different gyms, uh, you know, go through one workout uh, with one coach and it's delivered one way and go to another gym and it's delivered a different way, you know. The music is just right, and it's going up and down based on the training, uh, based on a coach explaining. You're telling stories. I mean, today was a great example, and I think Gene shot a lot of videos. So we'll probably have a, a little mini video coming out about it. But we had a Labor Day uh, charity boot camp for uh, Harvey, Hurricane Harvey Relief, uh, raised over $1,000 that we're going to uh, donate through the J.J. Watts Foundation because I know it'll get in the right hands that way. Um, but it was, man, it was a roller coaster. So we start, we're doing warm-ups. You know, making people laugh, making people work hard, making people like think and coaching them with intent so that they have like really good coaching cues and that they see, wow, like, hey, warm ups and mobility is a lot of hard work when you do it with intent. Right. From there, we explain the training session like we have progressions, regression. We're really clear on what we're doing, telling another story. Then we go hard. Right. Music is on fire. Everybody's getting coached, even though there's 80 people there. People are getting coached and not just letting like let them and be and just like crush themselves. They're getting coached, right? And um, and that's like a whole different experience. At the end, we all come together. There's a story, right? There's a story and the story intertwines why people are there and it makes them emotional and it makes them connect their hard work and going through challenges to life and what they're seeking uh, and the meaning in their, they're changing their body, right? Like, guess what? Like that, that, that one workout is like a whole different ball game away from the other workout where it may be, you know, you're either just smashing them to the ground, you're just cranking the music up, there's no coaching, uh, there's no story being told, it's all flat, or maybe there's like crazy amounts of, you know, uh, coaching, but it's like, it, it's, uh, but there's no emotional side to it. You see? So like, that's the thing. It, if, uh, if it's not, it, it's the way that it's delivered, right? And then there's a, there's a, a like, there's a big difference between a workout and actually getting results with a client, right? So, uh, you know, this will, this will kind of bring me back to like putting all these things together. Uh, and you know, what skills will a future coach need? Right. One, not getting married to a single methodology. We kind of touched on that, right? Like you don't want to fall in love with just like, I'm, I'm the, this guy, right? Because then you're stuck. Like it's the, it's the same thing as saying, I know, I know, right. As soon as you tell the brain, I know it stops seeking. Um, so never get married, you know, never get married to just one methodology. Um, like put it this way, 
focus on a specific long-term career uh, goal, uh, wanted, willing to focus on a specific long-term career goal over time. What I mean by that is like decide what you're going to do, right? And, and why do I say that? Because at the beginning, it's hard. It's challenging, right? And if you think that, you know, a year or two, because uh, this is what, you know, this is what the media and social media tells you, right? Like make six figures in the next six months. Not saying it's impossible, okay? But it's, it's not likely. If you're starting from the bottom and scratch, you know, uh, you, people start thinking that that's what's going to happen. And then if it doesn't, you're like, well, fuck it, then I'm out. Right. But if you really burn, like if you burn inside for this, you know, you have a passion and purpose for the industry you're in, make a decision long term and like pursue it and like keep getting better at it. And guess what? Like if you learn, if you do the things that I say, like from uh, from going to events, to learning, to applying, to, to listening to the people that came before you, to hiring mentors and you keep applying and you keep busting your ass, like guess what? Like you're, you will succeed, but it's going to be challenging. So you have to be able to, you know, focus on a specific long term career and be like, Decide who you're going to be, right? Decide who you're going to be and then do that. Uh, another thing is learn to speak, right? Uh, we just talked about that. And learn and master branding and marketing for you and your business. Um, man, I can't say how much, like, how many how many people uh, that are great coaches and they go like, ah, oh, but man, but I, but I don't, but I just don't like business. I don't like selling and I don't like marketing. And I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be hard for you to succeed, or you're going to have to find a partner that that's really good at that and loves that. But even then, even then, I would strongly encourage you to get good at this. Like, look, there's, you know, there's there's coaching and then there's the business of coaching. Those are two different things, right? Because one is sales and marketing and systems and fulfillment and leadership and management and team training, understanding the numbers, understanding, you know, like I said, how to create content and create funnels and things like that and understanding the psychology of things, Right. And look, that's just the way it is. I, I'd love to give you the, you know, the, the pitch of, you know, just learning in a weekend. No, it doesn't happen. Like you have to learn to master that stuff just as much as you do the coaching. Um, and, it, and it takes more time and energy, but it's worth it, right? Down the line, it's worth it, period. Um, and then here's another one. Like be, simply be more professional in everything that you do in your life and work, right? Every aspect, right? I mean, be more, set the tone. Be, be the most professional out of everyone. You know, I mean, from, from the way that you look to the way that you dress, to the way that you breathe, walk, act as a professional coach. Um, and with that, I'll said, you know, like, like you got to decide who you're going to be. So for instance, at Vigor, we don't have like this crazy dress code. Um, you know, we got these nice Vigor ground, like coaching shirts and we have some rules and boundaries, but you don't have, that doesn't mean like when I say act a professional in every way, it doesn't mean that you have to be you know, really stuck up and have shiny shoes and stuff like that. But, but, it, but think about that, like being, you know, uh, being early and not just on time, but just being early, being prepared, being sharp. You know what I mean? The, your communication, uh, the going above and beyond, like the little things. And like I said, not just, not just um, in, your, in your professional life, but also in your personal life. You know, like how do you, like how do you operate in the world? You know, what do you do when no one's looking? Because guess what? All, there's always someone looking or things always get found out. So who are you uh, uh, at the highest level of those things, right? Uh, every year, more and more education. So this is the next point. Like every single year, you should be educating yourself. You know, you decide what that is. Maybe, you know, maybe you put uh, certain things a little bit on the back burner or like you don't put them on the back burner. You still learn, but you, you, you bring them down a little bit. And from like from this podcast, you go like, you know what? I need to get better at speaking. I need to get better at marketing. Uh, it's incredible to me when people go like, no, I've worked on marketing a little bit. Like, okay, so let, tell me, what have you done? And it's like, well, I've read a couple of blogs and stuff. Man, like imagine if you did, if I talked to you the same way about training. Oh, well, I could, read a couple of blogs on training and I started coaching clients and that was it. Like you'd be like, you're crazy, right? Like you got to basically study books, like study people that are doing it well, take a course, Hire a marketer, even if it's sometimes for consulting, and then apply that stuff, right? And then you learn from it, right? You, and you, you can reflect on it, you learn from it, and you course correct. But every year you got to have more and more education. And, and, and like I said, like I am, am obsessed about this. You know, we talked about this. This year we'll have uh, 11, 12, 12 different in-staffs and or seminars at our gym. That's not my in-staffs that are weekly, right? So, uh, or the team's in-staff. So we'll have at least 40 to 50 of those. 
but we'll have a, on average one a month where somebody else, one of the top coaches in the industry, whether it's nutrition, training, movement, um, you know, different methodologies, will be here at Vigor Ground uh, teaching. And that's not counting the Vigor Ground Summit, which is 16, uh, 17 different speakers coming in. Right. So obsessed, obsessed with this. It's a way of life. Uh, and you have to make it a way of life in your business, whatever your business is, because, like I said, that creates a foundation of growth. It can't just be like, well, last year we did one or two. So this year we're not doing it. No, it just has to be all the time. It just has to be part of it. Um, you know, and, and I would say, like, make make education part of your daily habit. Right. So in the morning when I get up, I walk the park, I listen to podcasts. not every day, almost every day. Uh, I read anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half daily, every single day. Uh, and weekends, that usually gets to two and three hours a day. Uh, sit on the dock, read for two, three hours. It's my downtown. It's my Wusa time. Uh, I, I, I still read two books a week on average. Uh, and like I said, it's not stressful. It's part of my life and I enjoy it. I'm not saying you need to do that much. I'm just saying like if you're doing none of it, you need to start doing some of it. If you read a book a month, maybe you should read two a month, right? Like, um, on the subject that are going to make you better, period. Uh, give a lot back to the community. Uh, I can't talk enough about that. Uh, I can't talk enough about that. And and actually, I'm going to kind of uh, gel these two together because uh, one of the things, you know, the things that I love about cr- like creative, creative advertising, it's storytelling, right? It's pretty much old school storytelling through new mediums like social media, through video, through things like that. I mean, big reason why um, you know, uh, we do a lot of uh, stuff with Gene and I mean, Gene's part of the family pretty much. And, you know, because we want to tell stories through video, uh, because people are embedded that way, but, uh, giving back to the community, you know, to tie this in, to give back to the community, I think every small business, not every gym, but like every small business in America should have some type of, uh, I would say approach to giving back, uh, in some way to some, in some form, uh, to some organization, and I, I would have you consider that it's one of the best marketing strategies too. Now you have to come from a place of, I would say, of of you know philanthropy and giving. I, I, you know, if, if you're going like, hey, we're gonna do this this giving thing just so it can bring us more people. I think, I mean, here's you know, at the end of the day, look, if you're doing good, I don't give a shit. Like if you copy us so that you do more good, I could I could care less. But when it comes from the right place, I think you'll do a lot better stuff. And, you know, for me, the, 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 the book, The Go-Giver changed uh, my mindset. And that's why, like, over nine years ago, I started doing uh, the charity bootcamp. So we're, we're getting close to the 500 number. So 500 charity events uh, with over $100,000 donated uh, in somewhere or another, thousands of toys, thou- tons of clothes and tons of food uh, over the last close to 10 years. Uh, so I'm proud of that. And, you know, one of the things that I talked to Jason Harris about, which is, um, like I said, the uh, he, uh, he runs a company called, uh, mechanism, which is incredible. And it was about like make good, you know, uh, they, they do 10% of, of their work is pretty much pro bono essentially for these great projects that, that help and give back. And it just made me realize like how we need to not only like we have the potential to do more good, but we need to share more of what we're doing through storytelling and who we're doing it for. Right. Uh, and, and how our clients, which they are, are the heroes. Like every time they show up for our charity events, like they're the heroes. They're helping somebody out. They're having fun. They're having a great workout. They're bringing in their friends. And they are helping someone in need that we're able to then, you know, donate to. And, you know, start with, I don't care what it is, but do charity events. If, if you're not doing them weekly, uh, like we are, then you know what? Do them monthly. Do them quarterly. But do them, you know, make them, you know, can't miss events. And, uh I'm going to do a little promo while I'm here at the Vigor Ground Summit. Uh, it's a three-day event. So the first day, it's all hands-on at the at the Vigor Ground Gym. Then it's two days at the Hyatt Regency, beautiful hotel on the water. Uh, we have 16 speakers. They're going to present on those two days. But on the first day when we have the hands-on sessions, I have a little surprise for everybody that's going to come out to that. And we're throwing a humongous charity boot camp with live DJs um, right, right at the end of the hands-on at 5 p.m., uh, we're going to, we're going to continue to, uh, to, uh, send the money to the JJ Watts foundation for the hurricane Harvey relief for our brothers and sisters out there in Texas that are, 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 are struggling and, and uh, going through some crazy stuff. But, uh, I want, I wanted people to see how we, what we do and how we do it and how much of an impact it makes and how it can shine a, such a positive light on your business. 
And so, you know, it's just a win, 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 win situation. Like everyone wins, like your clients wins, your business wins, you're fulfilled by it. And the people that, you know, you're helping win. So, I mean, like if you take one thing out of this, I don't care if you're an individual, if you have a business, get more involved. Uh, It'll change your life. Giving to others will change your life, period, period. I I used to be a knucklehead. I used to take from people when I was young. I used to do a lot of dumb shit. Uh, Giving back is, is something that absolutely changed my life. So, um, you know, you, you want to like, that has to become a foundation. Really, it really has to. Um, and at the end, like, man, pick who you're going to be. Uh, are you going to be a great owner? Are you going to be a great coach? You're going to be a great employee. Um, you know, pick, pick one and become the greatest in the world. Pick one and become the greatest in the world. Um, I still to this day have a, a, a four by five card, uh, in my pocket that, you know, whenever I'm coaching, it's like, what would the greatest coach in the world do? And it, and it reminds me that. And, uh, you know, I, I went from a coach to to an owner. Uh, so I do I, I do admit that I dibble dabble in those two. Um, but, I, you know, and I just take on more and I and I and I learn more. But I do want to continue to be the greatest coach in the world and the greatest owner in the world. Yep. It's a little crazy, but it is what it is. Um, with that said, like to, to tie all these things together, you know, uh, every three months, you know, 12 weeks, 90 days, whatever you want to call it, I strongly encourage you to, you know, sit down and write out what you want. Like, write out what you want. What do you want? What do you want in every area of your life? And then create a plan. You know, spend three hours, three, four hours uh, every three months, write it down, get clear, get a target, and and just write, like, this is where I want to go. But But the thing is, like, focus on long, but go short. Right. Focus on long, but go short. What I mean by that is like, like there's a North Star that guides us all. I mean, hopefully you found it. But that's that big vision. You know, I talk about Vigorville, uh, you know, a while back, this building was my vision. Uh, and now it's now it's we've built that, you know, and, and now we're, we're, we're the North Star is like completely uh, changing the renting community, uh, you know, buying other buildings, uh, creating restaurants that have healthy, affordable food that do meal delivery to co-working, uh, wellness spaces, to you name it. There's, there's, there's a big, big vision behind all this. And that's the North Star. But like, that's going to take, this is what I'm saying, like focus on that because that's the long game, right? Like that might take 10 years. I don't know, like 7, 10, 12, who knows, right? But, I, but, I, but that's guiding me, right? It's guiding me like, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become as a business? Um, but then focusing, but, but go short, that's those 90 days, those 12-week blocks, uh, you know, getting really clear on, on where you want to go, and, and the plan to get you there. Uh, people don't do that enough. They just don't period. you know, you start doing it and you kind of fall off. Um, and, 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 and you have to revisit it. Number one, because it's always changing. You you have to course correct. And it just gives you, I would say a trajectory, you know, without a trajectory, it's very difficult to essentially, uh, figure out where you're going and what, you know, what path to take. It's kind of like the, you know, the wizard of Oz, right? Alice is, the cat asked Alice, where, you know, where are you going to go? And she's like, I don't know. Well, then any place will take you there. And I, and I think that that's the problem is that uh, people don't know, like they don't set a course, right? You got to know where you're going. Like if, if you don't know what you want, no one can help you, right? What's the expected outcome? And there's too many people that I talk to that they don't have a clear expect, expected outcome. So then you know, any path will take you there, but then there's going to be frustration because, because then you start feeling anxiety, uncertainty, and you get lost around that. Um, so, you know, at the, and, and, and to bring this all together, at least this, uh, this first part, I got a couple other notes from 212 that I, that I wanted to share with you guys, but is that my dream is a reality that just, I just haven't got to yet. My dream is a reality that I just haven't fulfilled. Right. So that it, it, it's already real, but it's, it's out there. Right. I just got to keep building those bricks to get there. So it's something that, um, you know, I, I write out these things that like just pop out at me um, that really help me kind of focus and, and, and hone in on the things that I that I want to achieve. Um, but but that's one that that really stuck out at me. Right. Uh, I've always done well with a vision, with a North Star and then just chipping away at it and not like not necessarily getting frustrated when it doesn't like, you know, cause I think people fall off because they have this expectation of how long it's going to take. Oh, it's going to take a year, but then it takes three. You know, I talked about this before. You think it's going to take five, but it takes 10. 
Um, man, if, if you're really about that, right, if you're obsessed, like I said at the beginning, about uh, and, and you know the answer to the question about what am I doing here, um, just remember that your dream is a reality that you just haven't got to yet, but it's going to take work. So, yeah, it's going to take work. And, you know, I, I think that, like, when you start um, thinking in a way of, you know, I, I always ask people, like, how many corners are you willing to turn? You know, how many corners are you willing to turn to achieve this, you know, this dream, this vision that you have? And, um, you know, <laughs> honestly, that like, there shouldn't be a number attached to it. What I mean by that is, like, you're going to turn five corners or 10 or 100. Uh, and, you know, my answer's all, always been all of them, right? All of the corners. Like, who are... You know, what are the books I need to read? What are the courses I need to take? Who are the mentors I need to hire? Uh, what environments do I need to put myself in um, to achieve this? You know, who do I have to become? Like, who do I have to become as a human being to be able to do the things like build the business, lead a team, uh, lead the city? Like, th these are the things that I think about, but not only think about, it, I write them down, right? So we talked about every three months sitting down for three to four hours to, to, to map out the trajectory of where you're going. Um, these are the things that I'd write down, right? Like, you know, what do you need to get better at? What skill set do you need to build? And then what are the resources that you're going to have to um, go after? And, um, and I'm going to finish off like uh, where, where I, every time I do this, I notice that I have a lot more to say than I thought, right? But uh, the, uh, it's going to tie into like, you know, 212, right? So, you know, at, at 212, which is a, a really, really high level, but I strongly encourage you to, to go there and to kind of give you the, the, the reason why it's called 212, right? At, at 211 degrees, um, water water doesn't uh, become steam yet, right? It, it, it boils, but it doesn't become steam. And at 212, it does. So it's that one degree, right? It's, it's every degree up to 211, it doesn't. But once it goes from 211 to 212 degrees, it, it turns into steam, which obviously creates energy, creates power, creates transformation. There's a transformation there. So, you know, Adam, Adam named it that because the event is the catalyst, right? So it's how to take you from that 211 to 212. Um, and, and I'd say, you know, the thing, once again, that I get the most out of, uh, uh, you know, that event is one, building the relationships um, and connecting with people that are doing amazing stuff and, and getting their insight. You know, when you're, when you're talking to, uh, you know, people like Tim Ferriss and Noel Kagan and uh, Josh Payne and Josh Harris, and I mean, I, I, I could keep going, you know, I mean, uh, there's just, there's just insights on how they've done things and also, you know, their businesses uh, or how they would, do, you know, what they would do with your business um, that are very eye opening. You know, so I had a ton of notes from that, uh, but it keeps coming back to this. OK, so um, one of the things is that. You know, content and I, I've talked about building your brand uh, before, but I'm but I'm going to do a quick snippet of it here. OK. Think about content and, and, and building your brand from a standpoint of building relational equity, right? Just like in a true relationship face-to-face, -face, you know, you give somebody, you build relational equity by doing four things. You make people laugh. Uh, you make people cry. Uh, you make people feel. And, and or you give value in advance. And I think that last one, giving value in advance, is one that you can do the most of. Um, so like I said, whether it's something like this, a podcast, sharing my thoughts that I've, you know, things that I took away from seminars or specific, uh, specific content, which, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll sit down for hours and, and go over what I'm going to talk about. Uh, you know, that's delivering value, uh, writing blog posts on specific subjects to help you with the how to, or maybe, uh, or a punch in the face and make you realize the why or create awareness. Uh, and, you know, from infographics to seminars, you know, speaking, writing emails and, and, and inf like doing infotainment, right? entertaining with education. Um, you know, those things all build relational equity, right? You're giving value to someone. And I'm sure I missed some out, like, uh, you know, write, like writing a book, doing videos, you know, all those different things that give the marketplace value and one, build their confidence and self-esteem and then help them get there. Because the thing is, like, when, when someone is, is, is reading or, or learning from you, right, even if you've never met them, you connect. I do. I know that the people that I follow, I feel the same way about it, right? Like, I'm very grateful for when I read someone's content or buy their course or, 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 you know, especially stuff that's free, whether it's a blog and I learn stuff, man, I love it. Like, that brand has created equity with me. Um, you know, so whenever that brand asks, like, for me to buy something, I don't feel, 
I'm like, man, that's awesome. They have something for me to buy. Like, great. Like, they already built so much equity. I want, I want that. Like, I want to learn more on that. And I want them to help me get further. And it's the same way with your brand. And I, I, I say that as I go around the country speaking, learning, uh, consulting, you know, it's the one thing that I, I just don't see uh, enough of. Honestly, it's, it's uh, you know, people are not putting enough. It, it, it's the same thing as if, if face to face, you know, you met with someone and you try to go too fast, right? Like you meet a girl for the first time and you're like, all right, what's the name of the kid's going to be? You know, it's like that's going to freak them out. You know what I mean? So you you have to be able to, to deliver value, build relational equity and take that step after step after step. Now, there's, there's a faster way to do it, but I'd, I'd have you consider that that's where uh, a lot of value lies uh, for your business. And it's crazy because, you know, there's all these businesses that I talk to you as well now outside of the realm of fitness that like, well, but, you know, in our industry, you know, people aren't doing that. I'm like, fuck, man, that's the best thing ever. Like if nobody's doing like you should jump full head, full throttle in. Um, and, and so I strongly encourage you to like to do that, you know, to to build like to really start coming out with content. And I know why it happens. You know, r- remember, we're going back and I said how it, the, the culture of the future, the skill sets they're going to have to build is speaking and writing. Right. Because if you feel you, you don't feel confident about uh, your message and you, you're scared because of persecution and judgment and stuff like that, that's something you have to get over and you got to start doing it every day. You got to start writing. I mean, whether it's, a, you know, uh, whether it's even in a journal, like but you, you release something every week. Uh, it doesn't have to be daily. It can be every week. Like start building that relational equity in the marketplace uh, and sharing more of yourself. Uh, also, you know, your struggles, your your kind of like uh, success stories, but more so of your clients, because uh, you, you know, remember, like you, your business is not the hero. This is actually the presentation I'm, I'm having at the Vigor Ground Summit. Your business is not the hero. Like you're the Yoda. OK, the hero is your client. And, and that's not like a marketing ploy. That's fucking that's what it is. Like you're, you're the heroes are your clients. And, you know, but you are the, you're the mentor. You're there to take them to their Everest. Right. So so remember that. And um, just, <laughs> you know, Tim Ferriss says something that 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 I, I, I keep bringing up is this. Right. The only uncrowded market is great. Think about that. Right. I'm pausing there. Like the only uncrowded market is great. And, uh, you know, (laughs) like if you want to build a take a bullet for you type of following, you have to do the last five percent. You know, so a lot of people take it to 70 percent and 80 percent, 90 percent. But you got to you got to take it past 95. That last five percent It's basically the five percent that that or should I say it's the things that only the five percent do. Right. The, the, the blog post that you spent, you know, 30 hours on, 40 hours on. Uh, I, I know I have an example like there's one I'm I'm dropping next week. That's twenty four thousand plus words on nutrition. Right. Started as a, hey, it's going to be two to three thousand. Now, I'm not saying you got to write a twenty four thousand word article because that's like a book. But I'm saying like that putting the extra work in, you know, like spending 20 hours, uh, you know, preparing for a presentation that's got 80 slides and it's really helping people out and then recording it and putting it online and chopping it up. You know, like these are these are the things like but but at the same time, it's also I would even say start, you know, don't start necessarily with just writing. Start with like how you treat people. Are you are you in that great like the uh, I would say the uncrowded market that's great and how you treat people, like how you communicate with people, how you over deliver. Like I really love the 70 30 rule. You know, 70 30 rule is, um, you know, tell people 70 percent of what they're going to get and then 30 percent surprise them and. You know, just to just to just to get this straight, like I'm 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 far from, uh, you know, doing any of this perfect. I fuck up all the time, like all the time, right? And 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 try to always make it better and fix it and learn from it and and reflect on and what I personally and we as a team have done wrong so that we can get better. But at the end of the day, like that's my obsession, right? An obsession to be number one in five, like in the five percent of like how we treat people and then how we coach. Right. But and then how we lead a company and then how we provide marketing and things like that. And so, you know, ask yourself, what is that five percent? And the cool thing about it is that you don't have to you know, you don't you don't you don't have to, uh, I would say, invent anything new as far as that goes, because there's so many examples of the people that are doing the five percent. Right. There's so many examples like you want to you know, it's not hard to find the people that have millions of downloads on podcasts. Right. They have. Uh, that are incredible writers and they're doing great stuff that are, you know, doing great things on social media. You want to find out top coaches and how they coach, go to their facilities. Hey, pay for sessions, pay for their mentoring, 
right? I mean, I don't know where you are, but but there's definitely a next step that you can do. There's definitely, uh, you know, go intern. Like it's like I would intern in a jiffy right now, um, twenty hours a week, thirty hours a week, if I had to, if I wanted, you know, if if there was like a a, a craft, a skill set, or something that I wanted to make better, and it was an opportunity for me, you know. And most people say, well, but shit, like, well, you know, you don't have time for that. Well, you make time for that. Right. If you really want to get better at something, you know, I got people going like, oh, man, unpaid internship. I'm like, damn, like, you know, if I don't know if I was doing an unpaid internship with Robert De Niro and acting, man, I would do fucking like 80 hours unpaid a week, you know, and, and shit out and, and work the rest of the time. Like, man, you take those opportunities and you jump on them. Right. So you got to start shifting that framework and and find out what the top uh five uh, percent is, you know, and um and, and the other thing, and this is just like a kind of like my, my personal preference too when it comes to marketing and branding and, and is is the sentence of like do what is the most unexpected that I can afford um, and you'll probably you know see some more of this coming out from from bigger ground and uh, my personal brand but uh, not only is that like it, it makes me innovate and push and like really kind of learn and not do things the way that other people are doing um, but just doing things that are uncommon makes them fun um, you know, it, it's like you have to be engaged and you have to be excited about the things that you're doing. And, and a lot of times like doing the same stuff that works is great, but you also want to push and innovate and find new ways, not just because you want to differentiate yourself from the the rest in the marketplace, but also personally, like to, to push those boundaries and learn more and, and, and challenge yourself more. Uh, so I, I'd encourage you to do that, like to, to step out, you know, make your box bigger, step out of the box, whichever one works better for you. But but be different, because the truth is, you know, everybody talks about authenticity, but how does that show up? Um, and, you know, you got to explore yourself first to be able to find, I would say, new avenues for your business, because uh, otherwise you end up looking at everybody else and trying to copy them. Well, there's nothing wrong, right? Because it, 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 like Yoshi Yamamoto said, you know, copy, 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 and you shall find yourself. And when I was younger, that's what I did, right? Like the cookbook approach. You get the cookbook and, and, and you learn from the cookbook and make the recipe, you know? And then as you master all those skill sets yourself, you, became, you become a chef, right? You make your own recipes. Um, but, but I encourage you to keep digging deeper about like who you are uh, as a person and as a business, because when you find, you know, those values that, you know, the, the, the code and, or should I say the core you know, Chris O'Neill talked about this. And, and like I said, uh, Evernote is a humongous comp company. They have 400 million users. It's, it's, it's pretty nuts. Um, but, you know, the definition of core, the noun, is the central or most important part of something, right? And so take the, take the time to define your core, like your vision, your mission, your values, your strategy, your objective, right? I mean, I, I can't tell you like how many people don't do that. And it's just like, you're just, you know, moving around in a fog, hoping that you find a target that maybe you haven't even set. Right. But take the time to define your core, right? What are your vision, mission, and values? Um, you know, and, and your vision is your, your dream and your true North, right. And keep, keep it simple, keep it short, keep it inspiring, but, but find it. And like I said, um, start there. Man, I, I got a lot more for you, but I think that was the, the core of uh, the things that, that I took away. Like there was a whole, I'll probably end up doing another one that's, that's all about uh, some of the new training stuff and principles, I guess, that, that we're implementing and changing and maybe some, some things that I've, I've, my thought process that I've changed over the years uh, when it comes to training. But um, on, on the end of the mindset and the driving and, and purpose to achieve you know, greatness in whatever you're doing, uh, these were some things that really stuck out of me and that I wanted to share, uh, with you guys. Um, you know, because I travel a lot and we have a lot of, I would say, uh, speaking and, and, and learning that I, that, that I do, I'm going to start sharing this stuff with you more because, uh, that's the things that like, I, I get a lot of messages about like, Hey, what do you think about this? Share some stuff that you've learned from, you know, the books, the, 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 the traveling and so on and so forth. So with that said, guys, look, there's only weeks left, uh, three from the time that you're going to hear, there's going to be three weeks a little over three weeks left for the Vigor Ground Fitness and Business Summit. Um, in about a week and a half, two weeks, we're going to bump up the, the prices again. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, look, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, for you not to be there, it's crazy. Straight up. If I see you in the street and I know you weren't there and you knew about it, I'll call you crazy to your face. Um, you know, 16 of the, the top speakers in the world 
presenting on coaching, culture, marketing, sales, uh, systems, fulfillment, uh, culture. I mean, you name it. And and we're going to have a hands-on session. Uh, it, it is insane to not be there. Like the, if you don't make, you know, your money back 10x in like two months, three months, if you apply the stuff that you learn, I, I would be, you know, very, very surprised. But like I said, I just talked about, uh, you know, how you get ahead uh, in your life and in business. And, and this is it. So go to VigorGroundSummit.com. Uh, like I said, the rates are still really, really good right now. Um, sign up. I'll see you there. If you got any questions, shoot them my way. And as always, we love a positive review. Um, like I said, be, you know, be, uh, uh, be real. If you go to the iTunes page, uh, you know, shoot us a five stars. Really appreciate that. Look, it's the, the more stars it has, the more reviews it has. At the end of the day, it spreads more and more people can uh, hear this message. And if in one podcast, there's an aha moment for somebody that makes them do something, man, that's, that's fantastic. And that can be a catalyst for, for change. So, you know, go over to iTunes, uh, do, give a five-star rating, write your review. Really appreciate it. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, I do this for you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Love and appreciate you for tuning in, for listening, for sharing this um, and uh, spreading the word of the Vigor Life, you know, taking yourself to another level. And um, I will see you next time, or should I no, see you if, if, you, if you're watching on YouTube, but otherwise, <laughs> you'll hear me on iTunes. Uh, Coach Lucas out. Love you.